0: Food Court, the movie podcast where Sean and John and Josh watch it, (laughs) talk shit, and most importantly, eat shit.
1: We've got super special guest back in action, Josh Lewis. Welcome to the show. How are you, friend? Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. Thanks for taking out We Are the Law at the beginning because that can get some lines muddied. We are just citizens.
0: Yeah,
2: we're not the law. Well, after the dread debacle, where we, on a day of mourning, a national day of mourning, where we weren't even supposed to, like, tweet or twitch or anything, we decided to uh, watch a movie about a fascistic uh, police protagonist who happens to be white. Uh, We figure there's nothing like like we can't say we are the law anymore, but Mm. we can be subversive and still show. That glorious, striated, testosterone-filled former porn star, Sylvester Stallone. We can show yes. you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. We, we couldn't show Sex his Man. dread, so, we, so Josh, you chose. Well, you go ahead and tell us, Josh. What movie did you choose and and give us a summary judgment on it? Tell us what happened.
1: Well, first of all, just to get everybody ready, I just want everybody to know this movie was uh, based on a premise by a man named John Long that yes. was in the credits. Yes. <laughs> not story, not idea. He's like, yes. ah, what if what if Sylvester Stallone climbs up a mountain? They're like, that'd be a real cliffhanger. And that's the movie we watched, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I'll give a real brief summary. Ready? Uh-huh. Uh, sometimes a man makes a mistake holding a lady's hand and the lady dies. Mm. And then you need to <laughs> right your wrongs. Yeah, featuring Michael Roker as Michael Roker, featuring <laughs> Sylvester Stallone as a mountain climber, featuring two unnamed actors as Mountain Dew Boys, featuring <laughs> uh, John Lithgow as Hannibal Lecter and Dennis Rader as the BTK killer and also a government agent. <laughs> yes. And uh, the lady from uh, Northern Exposure. Forgot about her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the whole movie to me.
2: There's a couple of there's a couple of of, of great ladies in this film. Uh, this movie doesn't have many people in it, but it makes sure to like you get it makes sure to have like token black guy, token yeah. European guy, token pony hair guy, ponytail mm-hmm. hair guy. I mean, it kind of hits, it kind of checks all the eighties checks all the ticks all the eighties boxes that you kind of need for a film like this.
0: It's got Paul Winfield as like the angry. Black Boss who's like, "We need to get this shit. Let's get this shit now." Yeah, that's he's great role, at it. A
2: role made famous in Midnight Run by Who's that guy? He's also in uh, Alien. I I'm, I'm, I'm screwing up I can't remember who it is.
0: Oh, uh, Yafet Koto? Yafet Koto, yes. <laughs> Yafet
2: Koto perfected the uh constantly constipated FBI agent. <laughs> Nobody does it better. Paul Winfield tried, but you can you can't bring it to that. But yeah, you're right. Uh obviously Hannibal Lecter Stolen, ripped from the mouth of, per- if not this film, then definitely John Lithgow's performance in the, I don't know if you guys have seen it, greatest movie ever made, Ricochet. I've never oh, I seen Ricochet. Oh. Well, wow. I know what we're watching next week. <laughs> uh, so Ricochet, I don't know why we're talking about Ricochet instead of Cliffhanger, but now we're going to.
0: Uh, I'm going to summarize that
2: movie. Denzel Washington okay. and, and Kevin Pollack. What? Uh, our, our partners, uh, they're cops, and uh, John Lithgow is like a white supremacist terrorist who okay. um, is captured oh, cool. by a Denzel Washington who has to strip nude uh, in a hostage situation, but Lithgow forgot to check uh, behind Denzel's junk where he was hiding a very small pistol or in this case relatively pretty big pistol. If you can I, I, I couldn't even hide a derringer behind my junk and he hired he, he, he hides like a 38 special behind his dong and balls. So, wow. is, is proving it taped it there? Again, uh yeah, he's got it there and then furthermore wow. after so he's you know, he's foiled the the white supremacist uh, terrorist plot uh fast forward. Uh, John Ooh. Lithgow fakes his own death in prison, escapes prison. Now Denzel Washington is like the DA or something. <laughs> uh, he's left law enforcement and, and now is now like the DA of a major city. Yeah. Um, and John Lithgow gets out, uh, kidnaps him, drugs <laughs> him up, <laughs> makes a prostitute with like many STDs sleep with him, rapes him, date rapes Denzel, films it all. Sends it to his wife, makes Denzel a junkie with syphilis and, and the clap. Ugh. And then Denzel has to then extract revenge after having everything taken from him. Wow. Also like a features, double
1: revenge film.
2: Also features wow. John Lithgow fighting uh, Jesse Ventura in prison. Uh, and they both have suits of armor made out of uh, phone books. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds amazing. It's great. And that's where he first rolls out this... What can only be described as like a pseudo British, uh, like a pseudo British accent, like a very in and out. Because sometimes he's <laughs> just doing the Harry and the Hendersons voice, and then sometimes yeah. Let's Go goes like,
0: "What? <laughs> Got <laughs> a not. spot of tea?" <laughs> yeah.
1: Back. It's and like forth. he came over on the Mayflower, but he lived <laughs> over here for about ten years, and he started assimilating a little bit. It's yeah. kind of like whenever a Southerner moves to like New York. And they lose just a little bit. They started pronouncing the "ings" or something. So he would just go <laughs> in and out just every once in a while. It was a great performance. It really was.
2: I'm it's mostly excited because you've seen it before, right, Josh?
1: Many times, I imagine. I, no, no. I watched it one time. We, uh, uh, Whenever I was a kid, we stole cable. So there's some really smart, intelligent people in my family. Right. But nice. We stole cable. And we also were smart enough to uh, like rig up a cable box. So we got to watch the one pay-per-view channel at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and and that, that movie came on one time. I watched it one time and went, I like that. And I never watched it again until today.
2: Wow. So I feel like this was a Superstation movie that I saw one billion
1: times. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, it might have been. <clears throat> I don't remember watching it on the Superstation. I remember watching it uncut. Because whenever okay. I watched it uncut today, I said, they do not make... Just fucking straight up crazy action guy movies that are rated R that don't have robots or have to have like, you know, a friend companion. This was just a dude climbing up a mountain, had a short haired lady with him, murder, shit blew up, all that stuff. There Mm -hmm. was no rhyme or reason for some of it. No, it was just like, hey, let's just blow this shit up. Hey, we got a helicopter. Fucking blow it up. Why? (laughs) Why not? We got two dudes from a Mountain Dew commercial. Let's fucking sling them off a, a cliff. And have mm-hmm. wolves, like, gnaw at them. Fuck yeah, let's do it. Let's do it now.
0: Are those, wait, ed, what are those called? Edge jump, rim jumpers? What are they called? They're called <laughs> basin, something, right? Base basin jumpers. Basin jumpers base that's jumpers, what it that's is. It. Base jumpers. I mean. I, this was, I had never heard of base jumping in 93. I guess they must have been at the forefront of base jumping. When it Rennie Harlan all about... makes a film,
2: Rennie Harlan finds the best in extreme sports. The newest <laughs> yeah. and the most innovative
0: in extreme sports. Sean, I know this was your first time, which blew my very mind. Very first time. Very, very first time. I had a great time. <laughs> I <laughs> I mean, I think this movie is almost exactly what I thought it would be. Like, I I don't think I've seen a trailer for it since I was a child. And so just by the picture of, of Sly hanging from a rock, I was like, okay, I get what this movie is. Now, I didn't know until I was told that it is a heist movie. Mm. I thought that there might just be climbing or something, and it'd be like a badass climbing movie. But when it turned out to be a heist movie, I was pretty excited. Uh, I had a great time. So, tear to- me out. Elevator okay, pitch for this
2: movie. All right, Die Hard in a High-Rise Building. Sure, that's great. Sure. What's sure. higher than a high-rise building? <laughs> yeah. K-9 Mountaintops. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's get even higher, even stranger. Uh all they really needed what it, what it doesn't have uh, that Die Hard does have is um there needed to be more uh we needed we needed more like Reginald Ville Johnson characters. Yeah. Like, on the other side of that microphone. We needed more we needed more walkie-talkie interplay. We needed more walkie-talkie like stage interplay. And we needed they a tried with Frank Johnson. Yeah, Frank didn't they, do it for me. He was fine. No. Frank was fine. Frank's Frank was fine. barely
0: in it. He was Frank
2: no was Carl Winslow. There. He was no
0: No. No sir. one. No one on earth. The moment you see Reginald Bell Johnson, you're like, oh my god, this is my favorite person. I've never met this person, and I love him so much. I've never <laughs> loved a man as much as I love this man. He's just so sweet, and he's getting the Twinkies, and the guy basically calls him fat, and he's just like, that's fine. You know, I'm just getting Twinkies, whatever. You can call me fat if you want
2: to. Our ever-vigilant Twitch viewer, Chad Ryden, points out that the first 30 minutes of this film, I kept saying, why is any of this happening? This movie was just Mm. a montage of stupid ideas, to which I will rebuke. Stupid, yes. Bewildering, maybe. But by Jove, Ray Harlan knew how to shoot him. That was like, the Dark Knight Rises has a lot to owe to this movie. That is a spectacular mid-air heist, and I even had to do like some silly Googling, et cetera, et cetera. They, that guy really jumped from plane to plane on that wire. What? Sylvester Stallone Jesus. paid him a million bucks to do it.
0: <laughs> Fuck.
2: That's it? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's fucking insane. But it's Yeah, like, that's
0: that's it's just an very intensely,
2: exciting. It opens like, it kind of shoots its wad with the greatest stunt early, but that's fine. That's a good way to do it. As Tom Petty once famously said, don't bore us, get to the chorus. Let's do this. And it definitely does with a truly dangerous and bizarrely spectacular heist. <laughs> By the way, the uh, guy who almost who like causes the heist to go wrong, yeah, like, whoever that actor is, I mean, he was basically super cop from Jump Street. Like he was so incredibly impactful, and then dies in the most miserable uh, throwaway ever. And they cast like a nobody as that. I feel like they should have cast like Charles Bronson in that
1: role. I,
0: I like him. I remember
1: him. I honestly, like, until you mentioned it, I was like, who? Oh, yeah, that guy.
0: <laughs> I like that guy a lot because when he came out, everyone had a mustache but him. And I was like, oh, this guy's bad. This guy's the bad guy. Because <laughs> yeah, right. everyone else had a mustache. I was like, certainly this guy is the guy who's going to fuck shit up. Because, you know, it, once they start saying, oh, we got... Oh, wow, look at all these $1,000 bills. Oh, my God. Like, well, you know, something fucked up is going to happen. But when you see him and you're like, oh, yeah, he just joined and we're going to give him a ride. You're like, this guy's bad. Yeah, you this think guy's a bad boy. You're like, there's Can no say, way Major I'm- Dad is the bad guy. <laughs> no.
2: Yeah. Holy. It's Major Dad is the bad guy.
1: He is. He looks so much like the BTK killer in this. Yes. It was unreal. You guys, are you guys familiar? Are you guys, big BTK fans? Oh yeah, Big BTK <laughs> sure. Fan.
2: We're all yeah, on the fan club. It? Yeah, we pay yes.
1: our dues. I'm a BTK yeah. completist. <laughs> yeah. that's what the K stands for at the
0: end. What's <laughs> your
1: complete? Also, can I give a nod? Just saying that this film does something that maybe other films have done, and I just don't recognize it. Its backstory is the opening scene, and then it gives you nothing else. That's yes. it. It's like, yep. here's our backstory. Instead of like, you know, flashbacks or anything, it's like, backstory is Sly Stallone drops a chick. Well, how <laughs> did she get on top of that mountain, considering they're like, she's very inexperienced, but they're on top of a fucking mountain? Yeah, like, a big not just one. a mountain, like, I mean, like a pointy one.
2: To quote, yeah. to quote the dearly departed Ian Holm in the movie Alien. This script was a killing machine, and I admire its purity. There was, no fat. <laughs> yes. there was no fat on the bone. It's like, all right, here we go. Open up. Boom, Michael Rooker's girlfriend is dead. It's Slice Alone's fault. He is guilty as hell. Oh, my yes. God. Look up even into the clouds. There's a heist going on above this tragedy. Oh, dear <laughs> Lord, the money has fallen. The plane has crashed. John Lithgow is using all of the accents. He has an international crew of assassins and soccer players. Uh, we're, we're in <laughs> yeah. here. Uh, they invented some kind of, there's no way that there is a bolt gun that you shoot bolts into a mountain and then can no. climb up that. That's not how that works. This movie is responsible for a lot of Batman mythos, I'm finding. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it had it all. This movie had it all. It has skiing. It has base oh, yeah. jumping. It's almost like a Bond. It's like a wholesome Bond movie with lots of Rennie Harlan uh, deaths and blood. Uh, yeah. And I feel like we've extolled its virtues enough without actually getting to the segment where we extol its virtues. Sean, we're gonna let you go first. What is your zero mystery meat hero of the picture?
0: As usual I have a few. <laughs> but the most top most uh hero, just because I feel like this is a less obvious one. Slides so in the G so it's like K nine and then we got Kilimanjaro and then Everest, is that where we're going here? No, this is just a really good thing that isn't an obvious good thing. I mean, there are plenty of obvious good things that are like, oh, shit, this is amazing. Uh, The most obvious good thing is the guy gets impaled on a stalactite. That's the most obvious. (laughs) Press slam. Great thing. Ultimate warrior style
1: into a stalactite. (laughs) While holding a Rambo knife, by the way. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes. But Sly, it's been eight months since he dropped a lady and it ruined his life. And Sly's back. And you know what? There's two base jumpers, and they're just so excited to see him. And they they drive up and nearly kill him, and they're talking to him. They're like, oh, we're so glad to see you. What's going on? Hey, man. And Sly's just got, like, a touch of tear in his eye. You see just a little oh, yeah. bit of tear in his eye. And it's like, ah, oh, Sly. That's good shit, man. I mean, I think I... It, it's mostly in the Creed movies when I finally realized that I've been an idiot and that Sly's a pretty good actor, but, like, shit like that is like... Ah, uh, he's pretty good. He's got skills. Sure. Not always.
2: If you don't watch Copland, soon. Yeah. we're gonna have to do it on the podcast, because Sly's okay. got secret chops. Now, he's a megalomaniac, ridiculous man, but there yes. are moments where he can pull it out. He can pull oh. out out. He reaches into that the deep reserves of stupidity that he actually has, and he yes. accesses them. And it's yeah. moments like that where Sly's at his best.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean... I just like just that touch. You can see it just like hanging around the eyes. You're like, oh man, he's thinking he's this sad. Definitely a Sly vanity picture. A lot of like soft lighting and the, the hair is
2: always oh, yeah. perfect despite being at great altitudes at what must be great <laughs> winds. I mean, he's Freezing. they stick him next to Michael Rooker who, despite being like jacked and ripped is still craggy faced warlord ugly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. th- this is a, yeah. this is a testament to Sly's rippling bod. Uh, Sean, we'll get back to your, uh, heroes. Uh, Josh what was
1: your favorite part of the movie? I'll say I got two I got two also. Uh-oh. Uh We're talking about all the the stuff that this movie inspired. Uh we left one out. American Ninja Warrior. The the biggest pull-up competition in the world. <laughs> he did jack up there. While people were baby. just Oh dude, it's just constant pull-ups just uh, like even whenever he was trapped in a bat cave, Batman, oh. and he had to like come up through Pull up on there, fought a guy, had to do some overhead strength just to get him up on that slag tie. Uh, that's a good one. Um, here's another one that I really, really dig. Is that all the the cases full of money? The main reason why the hijack is happening. What was it, a hundred million dollars or something yes. like that?
2: million dollars.
1: Chump changed to Joe Rogan, but in 1993, big deal to Cow, you know. And he so there's trackers in each suitcase. There's like three suitcases. And so Sly finds one of them after a daring escape and avalanche. And so they're (laughs) tracking it. They get up to it. A fucking snowman. He has put the damn tracker in the snowman's head. And BTK walks up. Dennis Rader himself walks up and just punches its fucking head off. And I don't know why, but that made me... So happy, well, original, just to see huh? a man, a grown man, just walk up to a snowman and go, "Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs>
0: of <Originally, laughs> my
1: dream. I want to move to a snowy, a snowy area just so I can punch every snowman that I see. That's the Do second
2: it. greatest snowman <laughs> scene in a movie, followed by. Oh boy! There is no Jack greater. Frost. Well, Jack Frost, sure, but there is no greater scene than. I'm not even sure if it counts as a snowman scene, but the scene. Where Harry from uh, Dumb and Dumber uh, beats the hell out of Lauren Holly in the snow.
0: Yeah. It's one of the greatest scenes yeah. in movie
2: history. Uh, <laughs> he's smashing her head in the snow and he is very angry. <laughs> Plays it 100% <laughs> as if he's going to murder her and then just melts like the snow and his heart when she cracks that smile.
0: <laughs> uh, doesn't, the Dennis, she, the BTK killer doesn't she have also, a bloody nose though? Yes. I feel like, oh, <laughs> yeah. so good. The so yeah, BTK that, that killer.
1: get him on a list nowadays.
0: <laughs> listen to
2: how it, like Sly was at his slimiest in this movie because during test screenings, originally the BTK killer, because Sly's character puts another tracking device on a widow bunny rabbit. Yes. And, and originally, yeah. the BTK killer kills that rabbit.
0: Oh. <laughs> and Sly,
2: taking his own money yet again, uh, insisted that they reshoot it to show that the rabbit did indeed get away. <laughs> oh, Bites? so he killed that in real life? Well, not in real life, but they shot oh, okay, it originally. Okay. with You know, Rennie Harlan was like, we have got to blow this bunny rabbit to bits.
0: <laughs> Kill this rabbit. Because <laughs> yeah. Rennie Harlan
2: is a bloodthirsty maniac, which is why I
0: love it He him. loves. He the loves
2: tracker putting... was a bomb. <laughs> Uh, i got a question for our twitch streamers have you seen uh deep blue sea and if you have is this rennie Harlan's greatest achievement is it deep blue sea is it cliffhanger is it die hard 2 is it nightmare on elm street 4 is that what he did i think he did the one after dream warriors uh, yeah he did dream warriors no so that would be four he did four okay I think he did I think for it. So. which I I don't has some think think pretty he did good Dream scares. Warriors. But I'm not yeah. sure. I mean, I'm not sure if this is Rennie Harlan's greatest moment in film history. But for Eat me, now
0: it's between Cliffhanger and Deep Blue Sea. For me, you know this about me, and it'll probably sadden you. I still haven't seen Deep Blue Sea, and I do apologize for that uh, profusely. But <laughs> I'm a, I'm a Die Hard two fan, right. even though it's pretty low on my Die Hard list. But I like Die Hard a whole lot, most especially because of Icicle to the Eyeball is just some solid kill. Mm-hmm. Lo- lots of really brutal kills in that movie. Renny Harlan's um, been doing
2: water-related kills for a long time. That's been a staple of his Finnish filmmaking technique.
1: He loves it. Oh, <laughs> well, let's go through it. So this one, there's snow, which is yep. which is sort of water. It's precipitation. Yes. Oh, yeah. Die Hard 2, snow and an icicle kill. Deep mm-hmm. yeah. Blue Sea. You know, let's go with that. Many drownings and, and shark-related killings. Absolutely. And then one of uh, the Nightmare on Elm Streets, which probably has some people sweating and or wetting the bed.
2: Yes. Cutthroat Island, which a, ruined his career ostensibly about pirates and therefore water.
1: Oh, I never watched it.
2: Live uh, live by the wave, die by the wave, gentlemen. <laughs> That's
1: Rennie Harlan.
0: Rennie Was for Harlan. the one that had the pizza? The pizza that head, had heads on it? Was that Rennie Harlan's crazy idea? The
1: faces on the, the pepperonis or whatever yes. and everybody's yeah. screaming. Yeah, yeah yes. that's four.
0: I think that's four.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's okay, another that's, one. Because I need to revisit <laughs> Eat Lucy and Nightmare on Elm Street four now.
2: Well, I guess I've left out left out a super contender for his best movie because a lot of people myself included, Long Kiss Goodnight is a good movie. It is good. That's I've like never maybe that. the best Shane Black script. Uh,
0: Whoa!
2: Like
1: or the most Shane Black script? Like oh, it is yeah. Because like give me some Barry other Shane Black hits. Say that again. Give me some more uh, Shane Black hits. He's the guy behind so, uh, Lethal Weapon and oh, never mind. Yeah,
2: La- Last Boy Scout. Uh, last Boy Scout uh, uh, wins.
0: Kiss, kiss, bang, Every bang,
2: single time. I'm I'm also in the Last Boy Scout camp. Although I really yep. like the nice guys. Really
1: nice like guys nice is guys. awesome. But now he's you, you know, guys he's the guy as puts, a kid yes. Oh, oh, sorry. As a kid, did you guys ever watch a movie, and they say a phrase in the movie, and then it sticks with you for the rest of your life? Certainly. Yeah. So, there's a, a, a the scene at the opening, not the not the one where uh, the football player's killing everybody oh, in yeah. uh, Last Boy Scout, but the one where Bruce Willis goes home and finds the toilet seat up, and that's how he knows his wife's fucking around.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh,
1: And then the guy goes, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. And he goes, what did you do, slip on a bar of soap and your dick falling my wife? Mm -hmm. I've used that. Not necessarily in my context, but somebody else would be like, she cheated on me. She said it it was an accident or something. I was like, here we go. Every time Josh
2: gets cut. He uses that line. From the last Boy
1: Scout. Yes. As I'm sitting, jacking off in the corner, watching my wife fuck another man. I'm gone. How did this happen? For me. How it's, did this happen?
2: For me in the last Boy Scout, it's all. I feel like every child learned that you can punch a person's nose bone nose bone through someone's brain. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every child yeah. learned that. I mean, I, I, I don't mean some children. I mean all of them. That's how mm-hmm. you
0: learn how to kill. is from the last Boy Scout. <laughs> I remember the <laughs> life's life's a bitch part at the beginning. Yes. And I... (laughs) Billy
2: Blanks? Tybo!
0: (laughs) Was it Billy Blanks? who shot himself? Oh, shit. (laughs) Well, in the TV version, I remember it was Life's a Blast, which is almost... (laughs) Almost seems, like, worse. That's worse than saying bitch, because he blows his brains out. Like, Life's a Blast seems crueler.
2: That's almost as confusing as, would you slip your penis into a bar of soap into my wife's dick? Or what is it again,
1: (laughs) It probably just went beep, beep, and then Um, just cut the commercial.
2: Well, my 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 best uh, my hero is the immortal performance by John Lithgow. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just doesn't to me. It doesn't get any better uh, as far as just chewing the scenery, but not in a, but in a way that totally fits. Like John Lithgow's reading this script, and he's like, "Uh huh, yes, yes, oh, yes, oh, Pl- plain, plain, mountain, plain." <laughs> oh, he's like, "So this is preposterous." And yes. I must, therefore, deliver a performance as commensurately preposterous to fit in this <laughs> insane, daft movie. And I think he does it perfectly. He fits in. Like, sometimes you watch a villain, you're like, what movie is this guy in? And in this movie, it's like, no, this is the only way this works. Uh, if you had, like, even, like, Robert Shaw playing it cool in Black Sunday, wouldn't work. You needed John Lithgow, like, uh, and f- furthermore, John Lithgow's uh, villain is, like, completely stupid in this movie. And does the Very, wrong stupid. thing over and over again. Like, he yeah. accidentally says the BTK killer's name. He accidentally yes. gives his name away, <laughs> but then later in the picture gets mad at the BTK killer for using his name. Insane. He's like a demonstrably stupid, bad, like, and why is, if I kill the only pilot, then I have, uh, I suddenly have the upper hand on you. And then it's later revealed, no, that dude can just pilot, the, he can pilot the chopper as well. Like yeah. perfectly, like can hunt yeah. people down with a helicopter close to the ground. I mean, nothing he does makes sense. Nothing he does uh, is is even remotely not inept, but somehow perfectly works.
1: Yeah, yeah if I wanted to keep the original pilot of the helicopter alive, or right. not the original, but the lady. Yeah, he could have sat in the other seat and shot slice Stallone and escaped with money. Yes. <laughs> Instead, he was like, "Nah, I got this. Sacrifice, thing. I'm shoot the chick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm gonna kill my girlfriend.
0: For some reason, I'm gonna kill my girlfriend." Who yeah. seems like? It seems like she is the same character as the girlfriend from Die, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yes, like it's the same kind of blonde, sort of evil, but doesn't get much to say. Girlfriend to the villain character, right? It's like the same exact thing. Look,
2: this yeah, is movie is just an original film that has been ripped off time and time again. That's what we, that's what we've learned. That's the main You're right. thing we've learned. Yeah. Uh, let's get you your other euros uh, before we move on, Josh and Sean. Whoever wants to go first, hit me.
0: Okay, Sean. This is my final euro. I usually have more than this, but I I only wrote down a few. Um, okay, so there's Sly. You know he he's smart, <laughs> and somehow he accidentally starts an avalanche. Well, I think the guys. This is the first time when he is c- crawling up to get the first bag. Yeah, and uh, warrior style and and they're like well we got to shoot him now for some i don't know at some point they decide they're going to shoot him and uh, it doesn't make any sense then they start to grab him and try to pull him over it's like why don't just let him shoot, come down don't first don't they
2: shoot grenades at him
0: yes they shoot grenades yeah. at him <laughs> for some reason it's just like let him crawl back down he'll hand you the thing and then kill him to and you'll have like 30 million dollars to the bad guys
2: point if you haven't seen cliffhanger you don't know that avalanches are caused by shooting grenades into mountains that's true that's true, so but you haven't seen cliffhanger i can't really I can't fault him there,
0: but after he has shot a million grenades and started an avalanche, the avalanche is coming towards him, and he just keeps shooting at the avalanche itself, which is just heavenly. He just keeps blasting like, oh, I'm gonna get through this avalanche. He does not make it. he's
1: dead r i p
0: josh
2: your second euro of the picture
1: well it's kind of a two-parter uh just like the first one uh i love anything with bullshit absolutes right just whenever somebody like at one point he's like yeah we're gonna have to go around this winding road to get up there and he goes wouldn't it be easy just to go straight up and he goes listen there's only 12 men in the whole world that's capable of doing that, and I was like, ah, "That's bullshit. <laughs> that's a bullshit absolute." And I love them if because then, I that remember
2: arbitrary like number 12 on there. Like if you had said like, "Oh yeah, There's only
1: seven guys." I mean, it just makes it so much better. Yeah, exactly. It's like you've done. You've really watched 12 dudes just scale that one wall, <laughs> and just went, "That's the only 12 I can." And they're all from different nationalities, so it's the whole world. I know every uh, one of them. <laughs> yes. Uh, the other one is whenever sliced alone he like escapes, he's freezing to death. Uh, Northern exposure chicks waiting for him, not mm-hmm. knowing what's going on in that cabin or whatever. And he busts through the door in a t-shirt in the middle of a snowstorm, freezing mm-hmm. to death. And she just bombards him with questions like, Where's your coat at? Where's what's going on? What's what's happening? And like, he's just like, <whistles> Just dying. I was like, Oh, that's like the most stereotypical, like, wife or whatever from a sitcom thing to be, Where have you been? Why is your press me like this? What's going on here? Why haven't you paid the rent? Where's the? it was just, it was perfect.
2: Um, That brings us to the inverse of our Euro of the Picture, the low-main, low-man of the totem pole. Sean, what was your least favorite thing about Cliffhanger?
0: Okay. This is the main one. There's, like, one other one. But the main one, uh, this is after Sly has first come back eight months later, and he's trying to help because they they hear that there's some people who need some help, and he's like, well, you know, I don't want to, and I'm scared, but I'm going to go help. And this is the first time Rooker sees him, and they're arguing... And Rooker is about to throw him off a mountain. Yeah, he is. Which, which, which kind of makes sense. Ten reports and, of a
2: serial killer. You can't trust him on the face of yeah. a, a canine. Really,
0: really scary. <laughs> and Sly, Sly says, "Drop it." And then uh, Rooker says, "No, buddy. It was you who dropped it," referring to his dead girlfriend, which seems like damn right. Weird, really, really weird thing to say. I can't imagine anyone in history would say that about their dead girlfriend. I think, you dropped it. I think what you meant to say. I
2: think what you meant to say after that, Sean, was got him,
0: <laughs> <laughs> got his ass. <laughs> For me, it's kind of
2: on a similar note. Although, let me preface this with saying, I think uh, Cliffhanger is virtually a perfect film, a perfect. <laughs> Uh, I think yeah, it's, one of, it's okay. probably in my top 10 action movies of all time. It's wow. good. I really okay. like it. But sometimes the crack show. And in sure. this case the crack show, not in the ice that they drowned the BTK killer in, not no. in the weird cave that was obviously a set that they killed the token black guy in, played mm-hmm. pretty well by someone known just as Leon. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. All no last name amazing named Leon. Um, and his his real name, in, his name, his character's name is Kinnett, which is just also an insane name. When you watch like
2: a Josh Whedon TV show or a Quentin Tarantino movie, everyone talks in the same voice and, mm-hmm. and it can be distracting and annoying. And did you notice that everyone, their big like one liner to the other guy, even though they may be on separate parts of the mountain and they may have never spoken to each other before, was to call each other a piece of shit. Yes. Everyone <laughs> just kept calling each other a piece of shit. Like, there's like yeah. six instances of someone looking the other one in the eye. And at a moment, usually just before they were about to murder them, being like, no, you
1: are a piece of shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's the one. Honestly, with- it got fun. <laughs> there's the one with Lithgow where he's like, you're a piece of work. And then Stallone's like, yeah, a piece yeah. of shit. <laughs> That's great. I mean, again, got him. All of the bad things about it are good things about it. It's yeah. tough. Josh it's very difficult. Well, did
2: you find a flaw? A flaw, a fatal flaw in this otherwise perfect film?
1: I don't think that I found a fatal flaw by any means, but <laughs> I will say there's one part that made me just feel bad. And oh, okay. that's uh Frank, the old man helicopter guy. Yeah. He's just flying a helicopter to see if everybody's okay. Oh, yeah. he, he doesn't know what shit's around. going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know anything. And he just sees somebody hurt with like a signal flare next to him. He goes, here's my chance to do what I was meant to do and save somebody. And <laughs> he walks up. She puts a gun in his face. And he goes, what are you doing, lady? I'm trying to help you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she uh, fucking blows his brains out. And the soccer may shoots him with an AK. No, oh, yeah. Were, and so yeah. he just... They're
2: remaking this movie, God Help Us, oh, uh, with Jason yeah. Momoa and an all female cast, double God Help Us. And uh, I feel like <laughs> the only way they can save it is for Harrison Ford to play Frank and him be flying around like, ah, look at those stupid women on that mountain. I guess I better save them. <laughs> and then he lands oh, and dammit. he's like, hey, kid, you need some help. <laughs> and then, like, a female <laughs> soccer player just blows
0: Harrison Ford away and goes, ah, ah. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, it can be a force ghost. The problem with a <laughs> remake, the uh, there's a million problems with a remake, but the main problem with a remake is there's no way they're not they're gonna go. To a mountain. We've lost oh, you Josh. A- I don't know. What ha- what happened to Josh? Are you okay, buddy? <laughs> why is Josh laughing so hard? I don't even know what happened. <laughs> well, you just slipped in Force Ghost
2: like nobody was- <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's, uh, you know, now oh. that Han Solo's a ho- Force Ghost, everything's changed for me. Did they ever it's show true. Harrison Ford as a Force Ghost?
0: Like with his arm around like, hey Yoda, how are you? <laughs> no, they showed him dead. as a memory, but not a Force Ghost.
1: Which is close enough.
0: Yeah, I guess that's sort of the same thing. But I he just doesn't have, say, is he a force ghost though? It's
1: sorta, yeah. Is he I don't not? Think he yes.
2: is. Did I make that up? He appears to uh Adam Driver and he's like, Kid, son, you should try not being a bad guy for a minute. It's awesome. <laughs> Chicks dig yeah. it. You can even you don't even have to say I love you, just be like,
0: I know. And,
2: then, and then it all falls into place. Try I think that's quest,
0: get a CG. Just a doll. memory. It's a memory slash internal monologue told through the, through the mouth of his dead father who, whom he killed. Don't
1: ruin this, Sean. We've oh, okay. Got, it's, he's a, a it's a goddamn force, force ghost. ghost. He's a
0: force ghost. He's Fine. a force he's a force ghost.
1: ghost. Next thing you're going to tell me is that CGI dog was just a man in a wetsuit bouncing <laughs> around.
2: Such is the power of cliffhanger that it. While searching for flaws, we turned into the three incels that we are and just discussed a really bad Star Wars movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> God, it you're right. Did you have a lo? You had a lowman already, John? Didn't I did. You? I think. I
2: think everyone tried their best to tear this movie apart, but. I
0: have one more Loman. Go. May I? Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is a slight one, but not for one moment, for even one second, do I believe that John Lithgow could fight Sly for even 30
1: seconds.
2: John Lithgow is like six foot five and Sly Stallone is like five foot four.
1: I don't believe it. It's like Sly's- Wolverine versus the Hulk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wolverine versus Sabretooth.
2: And look, yeah. he didn't last
0: very long.
2: Sean, That's it was true. It's it a very brief. So look, look me in the eye, Sean. I'm looking you at you. You believe that John Lithgow couldn't go a few rounds with Rocky, but that Tom, fifty-nine-year-old Wilfred Brimley-ass Cruz, can fight Superman in the exact same scene in your beloved <laughs> Mission Impossible Fallout, yet again proving that Cliffhanger is one of the greatest films of all time and is still being ripped off
0: to this day. Yeah. But Tom Cruise. Has the love of a pure volcano god in his heart, and that gives him power. Oh. He can kill anyone. He I can kill anyone. That. Yeah, but Cavill can, can load his arms.
2: I've never seen yeah. that happen. He loads his arms.
1: I never understood that. I remember watching that movie with you guys yes. and asking both of y'all at separate occasions, different movies, and being like, what's that mean? And John, you just said it's cool. Yeah, (laughs) and I was like, okay, it's kind of cool. It is cool. It's absolutely cool. (laughs) May I bring up another high man of this movie that I forgot? Yes, because there's so much. Yes. Uh, We left out like a a great scene, a great action scene, is whenever Sly Stallone snowboarded on a man's face down a mountain. Yes. How did we miss that? Good lord, that's such a great, and it barely cut his face. Is what got me. It's like ow.
2: It felt like it was like clawing his face off, but. Maybe I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm uh, projecting more violence onto the picture than it had.
0: He did push his face directly down into the ice. It was, I mean, it made me feel uncomfortable because I was like, oh, if that was happening to my face, I, I mean, would be sad. There's a reason we couldn't <laughs> yeah. take, we couldn't take the Viet Cong
2: uh, in Vietnam because we didn't know the territory. Sly knew his home. Sly had home field advantage, and he used it better (laughs) than Kevin McAllister in Home Alone. I mean, he he made Pesci and Stern out of these boys. It was very, it was a, it's almost as violent as Home Alone. Not quite. (laughs) Stalagmite death is still not as truly, petrifyingly insane as when he burns Joe Pesci's scalp off.
1: Oh, Oh, Dude, that was so good.
2: (laughs) One of the most violent. He just screamed. Like, that oh, scene is God. up there with, like, Audition and, like, uh, <laughs> Eli Roth films is, like, just incredible violence. And then, like, at the end, Rated G. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's, like, it's weird that it's, I guess in some ways it is cartoonish. Or that is the intention. But when you see an iron drop 30 feet onto a guy's forehead, you're like, oh, fuck. That guy's dead. He killed that guy.
1: Yeah, when you see a dude slip on a bunch of micro machines and then his butt cheeks and probably ball sack falls on a bunch of thumbtacks, dude, that's <laughs> yeah. that's a game changer.
2: ECW, ECW. <laughs> E-C-W. Uh. Well, guys, I really don't think uh, this cliffhanger experience could have been even better for me unless maybe like I now I'm seeing a scene where like Harrison Ford is the helicopter pilot and he like flies down there and he's like, Hey kid, you're a piece of shit. that's the only way this
1: movie could have been better for me, dude. Hear uh, me out on. On this, Harrison Ford moves up to a snowy mountain with his CGI dog for years. Sure, (laughs) but he's trained. He's trained in mountain rescue. And the dog is the dog dog played by Andy Circus. Is the dog played Uh, by Andy Circus for this for this role? Absolutely. Yeah, we can get him. Good dog movement, Um, and only Andy Circus can do it. And so Andy Circus has a little barrel around his neck. Which we later find out has a handgun. Oh, yes. <laughs> and a bunch, of cli- a bunch of rounds. And then whenever he goes the same goes, look, lady, I'm trying to save you. Andy Circus just slings that barrel. He grabs the barrel, and everybody's like, what's he got his hand in that barrel? Pop, pop, pop.
2: Pulls
1: I'll do, back the barrel. I'll do you one
2: better. 45. Just before, just before it appears that John Lithgow's gotten the upper hand on the call of the wild dog that's played by a man, yes. Cuba Gooding Jr. arrives with his Uh-oh. team of snow dogs. Whoa! Oh, and, uh, fully crossing over the 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 f- the four classics of Snow Wrath cinema, and then I mean, Shit. and then we have a shared universe, and that's what it's
1: really all about on Food Court. We like shared universe films. What? I John, mean, go ahead and say it. You only want Cuba Gooden Jr. in there with the Snow Dogs if yeah. he's playing the radio character. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I would never <laughs> I can say. That. I could, dude. I can read it on your glasses. What that's I was going to say. Gonna say.
0: What I was gonna say is that both of the planes are from Disney's planes and they're cartoon planes. That's <laughs> oh. that's the other one I was no, gonna say. That's is that good. is that
2: like a is that a car sequel?
0: It's it's like sort of a car sequel Jesus where they were Christ. like, uh we own Pixar yeah. so we can kinda do the same thing and right. yeah. So I've only seen the poster, so I assume movies, it's the same. Kids movies are so goddamn stupid that they're just taking like inanimate
2: objects mm-hmm. like bicycle and making entire Pixar movies out of
1: them, bicycles, Disney's bicycle the movies.
2: This <laughs> <laughs> is torture.
1: Bicycle Disney's Coca Cola concessions.
2: At least the brave little toaster is like an insanely abstract and bizarre idea that is like holds like a, a wellspring of darkness, especially in that one scene that teaches little kids about life and death. Now we're just like uh, Volkswagen Beetles, the movie. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Are you what about Rock a Doodle?
1: Oh, rock! Well, I don't even know what Rocka Doodle is. Is that a? I imagine it's about a chicken that sings songs.
0: No. I think it's a chicken that believes he's Elvis, but they couldn't afford any Elvis music, so he just sings vaguely Elvisy little, l- l- little music Richard songs. Kind of. <laughs> I just kind of Oh I think, think half, goes, uh, I think
2: uh, half <laughs> the songs that people think Elvis sang were sang by black people anyway, so it all it's all comes out in the white water. That is right? true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. Uh-huh. You're right. Well, that's about it for this week. Next week, we're going to have Seth Pomeroy back on the show, and we're going to watch maybe the best movie from the recently fallen, recently deceased filmmaker Joel Schumacher,
1: IP. Falling Down. Yeah. Oh, you guys are going to do Falling Down? I'm going to do Falling Down. I am fucking jealous now.
2: <laughs> well, uh, while you're busy being envious of you could go pick ahead and... Falling Down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you could have picked, picked Falling, falling
2: down.
0: down. You could have picked it. <laughs> no.
2: Well, Josh, while you're you with my MD, microphone tell them where they can find quick. you uh, on the internet, and tell them what you've been up to lately.
1: At uh, V Josh from TN on all social medias, and uh, eventually I'm going to have out a, uh, a a solo podcast, so to speak, called The Sweetest Scumbag. Wow! Yeah. It's going to come out whenever I feel like it. Google that,
2: and you'll find Josh, hopefully not behind a webcam. But you've got another movie podcast, Josh, with our uh, uh, not frequent host, but recent host, Rob Haynes. Tell him about that.
1: Yeah. Letters from Camp Blood, ladies and gentlemen, were two... uh, I'm trying to remember how we exactly started. (laughs) 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 We're two comics that know nothing about filmmaking, critique movies from the horror and genre films of our wayward youth, the VHS era. And uh, we're going to be doing a great little ditty that may have Steven Seagal in it very oh, soon. Wow. Oh, wow! which one? Into the blood bank oh, it's the Patriot. Dude.
0: Oh, the, Patriot. the Steven Seagal
2: Patriot.
1: Yeah. That looks insane. He plays a doctor in the middle of a pandemic brought on by white supremacists. <laughs> what? Is this new? <laughs> yeah. No. I thought I sent you guys the trailer at one point. I think I missed I it. I watched it. It blew my mind. Dude, it but was I want to see between Cliffhanger and that. Well, but I didn't know Falling Down could even be in the race. <laughs> uh, cliffhanger was—we uh, nailed it with Cliffhanger. But Falling Down, uh, that briefcase opens and it's just an apple and a sandwich.
0: Goddamn! Uh, oh, uh, God. Spoiler God. alert.
1: Oh yeah, sorry everybody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sean.
0: and if you want to hear, mo- oh, go oh, ahead. Matt. Tell me, tell
2: me, <laughs> tell me you love me.
0: Oh, I think I love you, friend. You're I you're know. a wonderful guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, ah, tell, uh, tell
2: them hey, about the kid. website.
0: <laughs> oh, the <space laughs> tell them
2: where they can find us on social media, which
0: I don't use because I'm a <laughs> grizzled rescue pilot billionaire hey actor. Is uh is is the internet on my a small biplane that I crashed into a golf course? <laughs> uh, okay, so he he we. We, the Food Court Movie Podcast, are on Twitter at Food Court Cast. We're on Instagram at Food Court Movie Podcast. We're on every podcast app. So just go over to whichever one you like most. Give us five stars. I don't know if there's a star system on Twitch, but if you happen to want to make up stars or just type ten stars, please type ten stars. I don't know what it does, but we would love it. We would love it if you did that. Stars emojis well Josh thanks
2: for being on the show uh, thanks for having me I say to you as I do every week bon appetit friendo